I saw some of you before this service in my prayer time today, and I'm glad you showed up. And sometimes I've been in prayer before service and seen people, and they didn't show up. And that, then that made me sad. But everyone I saw showed up, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> All right. So Pastor Phil last Wednesday talked about, um, really covered a lot of things. But he hit on the gifts of the Spirit. And if you didn't write those down, there's nine gifts of the Spirit categorized into three different categories. You should go back and get that or watch that on YouTube or, or whatever. However you can get that, listen to it and, and jot those down. And then either Pastor Phil said it or Pastor Justin said it the week before that, that the gifts of the Spirit will only be in operation to the fruits of the Spirit. So those will work in conjunction with each other. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Write all that down. And so as we grow in the fruits of the Spirit, then uh, you know the gifts of the Spirit will be in stronger operation in our lives. We grow in the fruits of the Spirit by abiding in the vine. Jesus talks about this in John 14 and 15. You can go and read that. I'm I'm not going to really hit on that tonight, but that's how you can, you say, well, how do I, how do I love more? You need to spend time in the presence of the vine where the fruit grows. And so these things, the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are for someone else. So they operate in our lives and through our lives, but someone else is the benefactor of that. Because uh, someone that needs a miracle and you're a person that God uses to pray for them, then that gift of the Spirit working through you was for that person that needed a miracle. So I want to begin tonight, and I don't, I don't remember which one of you talked about this, but the anointing in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says, it destroys the yoke and removes the burden. And then in Acts chapter 10, in verse 38, and I'm in the Amplified tonight, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Say, God anointed. Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with strength, ability, and power. So this anointing, with the Holy Spirit, came with, part of the package, was strength, ability, and power. Now watch what it says next. It says, and how he went about doing good. So the anointing uh, with the Holy Spirit with strength, ability, and power, was for doing good. 
It wasn't so that Jesus could bask in this anointing and fall out and keep it all to himself. So this anointing was so that he could go about doing good, good to who? Others. Watch this. And in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. So if you're going to fight an enemy that has power, you need to have power. And so we should be able to put our name in this, verse 38, and say how God anointed and consecrated Eric with the Holy Spirit and with strength, ability, and power. Now I want you to do that. I want you to take that first line. When you get to Jesus, put your name in there. Ready? How God anointed and consecrated Eric with the Holy Spirit and with strength, ability, and power. And Eric went about doing good. So what are we to do with this power? Do good. We're to do good. The power is for doing good. Well, what is good? Well, Jesus defined really what that was. And if you look over in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Jesus, full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led in by the Holy Spirit. I like this where it says that he was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. He was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, I won't come back to that. But if you go back a chapter to, to uh, chapter 3, and about verse 16, John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandal I'm not fit to unfasten. He will baptize you, speaking of Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So all of these things are tied together. Anointing. Holy Spirit, power, ability, strength, fire. And fire resembles the Holy Spirit. And so that's why when there's that's why there's another level that we can always go to where the Holy Spirit's concerned or where the fire's concerned, or you could say it like this, the zeal is concerned. Because when you first get saved, you come to Jesus, and you're excited. You got zeal that, that you've, you, you were changed from the inside out. And then, you know, you find somewhere, you go to church, and you're excited to be in church. You don't know quite what all's going on. Maybe that's some of you here tonight. You know, you see some things, you go, whoa, they didn't do that in grandma's church. 
What's all this uh, gibberish they're saying? Why are people lifting their hands? But you know it just, it's right. You know it on the inside of you that it's right. And so you kind of lift your hands a little bit. You know, you got, you got alligator hands lifted. You know, and the more you come, you, you raise them up a little more. But then you look over and you see the person that's been saved. Maybe not in here. But they've been saved, brother, for 28 years. Bless God. Hallelujah. We're very dignified and prim and proper. And church has an order. There will be two songs. There will be a transition. There will be a message. There will be offering message. And so... Over time, you can lose your zeal, lose your, lose your fire. Your fire can begin to, as you maybe don't put the wood on the fire or, or feed your fire or spend time in the one who is fire. That's what it's all about. That's right. <laughs> and what are you going to do when you get to heaven? You know, are you going to? Be looking for the one, Jesus. You ever think about it? I mean, I think about it. Like, I I think, I I talk to him. I say, Lord, my my Sunday school teacher that mentored us back in the late 90s, the last century, and they mentored us in business, and and, um, they're the ones that, really taught me how to give, taught us the principles of the word, mentored me in business. And, um, well, she just recently went home to be with the Lord. And she had, was on her last, you know, words. And the kids, they had three kids, and the kids leaned down, and they couldn't quite hear what she was saying. And she she pushed a little harder to say it. And she said her last three words, God is good. Come on. And she went home to be with the Lord. And so Nikki and I flew over to Birmingham, Alabama last week. and, And it was just a great memorial service. They had 13 grandkids and, you know, Everybody got up and talked about her life, and I, they impacted our life in a huge way. And I, and I was just reflecting on all this, and I said, Lord, first of all, say hi to my mom, Sharon. But will you, Lord, will you introduce my mom to Donna? I, I know he hears our prayers. I know that my mom talked to her. Because I asked. So, I I don't know how I got off on all that, but 
Jesus was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And it says in that, in that chapter three, that he would baptize, that there was one coming who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so how was Jesus? See, he didn't even start his ministry until John the Baptist baptizes him in water. The Holy Spirit, the heavens open up. The Holy Spirit comes on him like as, as a dove. The father said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. And then we pick up in chapter four, then Jesus full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And so down here, it says in verse 18, chapter four in the Amplified, the spirit of the Lord, he found the place where it was written of him. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. So what did Acts ten thirty eight say that he got the Holy Spirit in power and he went about doing what? Doing good. Well, here he says, the spirit of the Lord is on him. He's anointed him to preach the gospel, which is good news. And what does the, in the gospel, what is it that the gospel to the poor is the good news to the poor is you don't have to be poor no more, whether it's poor physically, poor soulishly, poor in your spirit, poor financially, you don't have to be poor. You can be rich in God in all those areas. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. So you don't, you don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to be in chains. You don't have to walk around with this oppression, depression, suppression, fear, anxiety, worry. I got good news for you that Jesus paid the price for all of that. And you can walk in peace. That's the good news of the gospel. You can walk in peace. You can walk in joy. The gospel of the, uh, the, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Recovery of sight to the blind. In other words, when you come to Jesus, the blinders come off. You're able to see the God of this world no longer blinds you, has no longer deceived you because you have seen the light. To send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken by calamity. See, Jesus came for all that. That's the good news. To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. The day when salvation and free favors of God profusely abound. So he read this of himself and he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power to do good and to preach the gospel, which is the good news. But let me ask you this question. How was Jesus full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit? 
Well, some would say, well, it's because he was the son of God. Now, there is a scripture that says that he received the full measure of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something. That as the son of man, Jesus had to surrender his will to the father. Lord, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And so I submit to you that the reason why he was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit is because he had surrendered his will. And so he gave us an example of what a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled man or woman could be on the earth. That we... As children of God can be full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Well, somebody says, well, God doesn't control people. Only Satan controls people. If Satan is controlling someone, it's because they've surrendered their will to him. In the same way, if I surrender my complete will to the Father, then I can be full of and controlled by him. Jesus said, I only... Capital O, capital N, capital L, capital Y. I only do what I see the Father do. So in other words, he didn't go, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't feel like that. I don't, I don't feel like doing that. I'm too busy. No, he surrendered his complete will. Now, this is another Wednesday night, but that that requires a large amount of a fruit called love. Are y'all okay? Yeah. All right. It seems like somebody just punched in the gut and you got your breath like. <gasps> what greater love is no man than this than a man lay down his life for his friend? So Jesus says. It's better for you that I go. Because, turn to, uh, it's John 16, 7. Let's look at this one. John 16, 7. Is that, yeah. However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he's also called the counselor, a helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a strengthener, and a standby. He will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. So what did John the Baptist say? He said, there is one coming who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and what? Fire. Fire. So Jesus is saying, I got to go away. Why? So I can baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, with the Holy Spirit and fire, there is what? Power, strength, 
and ability. To do what? Good. It's to do good. It's a modern day superhero movie. Starring you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. Dr. Savell made this statement in a a sermon I heard a while back. It says, obedience unlocks the door for the miraculous. Obedience unlocks the door for the miraculous. What did Jesus say? I only do what the Father, what I see the Father. That's obedience. He said, I only do that. So therefore, he was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. One day I was praying. It was, when was this, about May of last year. And cities were, there were riots and all kinds of things going on. And Seattle, y'all remember Seattle? Had a uh, the chop zone. Y'all remember that the the Antifa had gone in there, and people were coming from all over. And anyway, I'm praying one morning in my prayer language, and I hear I know exactly where I'm sitting on the back porch, and I hear I knew that uh, Kenny right here was going to Seattle, and. I knew that he was going up there to, you know, street evangelize and, and do some of those things. And I heard clear as day, if Kenny asked you to go to Seattle, I want you to go. Now, <clears throat> Antifa was up there. Uh, if you watched it on the news, there were, there were people getting shot. Um, I mean, this was a literal modern day war zone. And uh, I said, well... I I did. I said, no. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, I I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And so I was thinking, well, he probably won't ask me. That's probably just my head because I knew he was going. So I doubt he'll ask me anyway. That was at like six o'clock that morning at nine thirty. I get a call. Hey, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just sitting here at the office, Kenny. And actually, when, when I saw him on my cell phone, I thought, oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, um, um, I, I'm going up to Seattle. And um, hey, I just wanted to know if you wanted to come. Yes. And I said, but I'm not happy with you right now. I didn't. I I said, I'm not happy with you right now. Yes, I'm going. I got to go. I was actually kind of mad that he called me. (laughs) So we go to Seattle. And this is way outside my comfort zone. 
And uh, it's not that I hadn't been on missions trips before. I was just more worried about coming back alive. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, yeah. Well, if God asks me to go, then he's going to protect me. Duh. <laughs> so we get there and, and not to go into the whole three days or whatever, but there were some divine appointments. People got saved. People got filled with the Holy Spirit. People got healed. People got delivered from drugs. But I was standing there on the street. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I was standing there on that street. And I was looking up to where they had these barriers and they had graffitied everything. And I thought, I said to myself, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you want me to come? And I'll never forget this. He said, didn't I tell you that I give you everywhere the soles of your foot will tread. This was at the end. He said, look around. And so I turned and looked. And this park was filled, had been filled with hundreds and hundreds of tents and hundreds and hundreds of people. He said, look around. And I looked. And it was mostly empty. People had cleared out in three days. What, what, what did we do? We carried in the anointing, the Holy Spirit. And everywhere we walked, we released the anointing. And we took this into this atmosphere that was the devil's playground. I mean, craziness. And I could share stories with you. Nikki and I, before moving down here, we had started a, a Bible class in the public school. And we would go in there every Tuesday. And actually, it was we didn't start it. It was actually given to us. We had just asked the local Baptist guy that had started it if he needed any help. And he said, yeah, you guys can come and help. And so... You know, we worked with him for a couple years, and then he got a pastor job, and he he gave it to us. Not someone in his church. He gave it to us. And when he did, you know, it started growing. And every Tuesday, we showed up. And kids would come in from from their lunch, and we had three, three sessions. There was a fifth and sixth grade. There was a middle school, and then there was a high school. And the fifth and sixth grade was very interesting. Because these kids would ask anything, and they wanted to know everything. And uh, this little classroom, sometimes we'd get 100 to 120 kids that would grab their food at lunch and come up and hear, hear a Bible story. Well, this one, um, I remember this one kid came in, and, and he said, uh, I see monsters in my, in my closet. And I said, Next time that you see those things, you say, in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. He came back. He said, yeah, I did what you told me, and, I, and they're gone. And so that's the kind of stuff that where we, we, we were walking into this school, and when, if, you're not, if you're not aware of the spiritual thing, the spiritual atmosphere... Of thing. It, there's, there's stuff going on all around us all the time. I was sitting on the plane coming back 
uh, from Birmingham. And there was a, there was a one seat. We were in first class. There was a one seat and a two seat. Nikki and I were sitting here in the first seat. And this guy was sitting right here. And I was reading a book on the anointing. I've been studying it. And, uh, well, next thing I know, like he, he gets up and I thought he went to the bathroom or something. Like I didn't really, you know, you really know this or whatever, but I noticed he wasn't there. And then I look back and he was like a row or two back. And she's like, <laughs> did you say something to that guy? I said, no, it's this, it's the anointing. Because that power can set someone free from demonic oppression. It says Jesus was uh, anointed with the Holy Ghost and the power and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So there is a spiritual battle, a spiritual realm going on. We war not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. And so sometimes I realize that people are so uncomfortable because I'm a carrier of the Holy Spirit and power. And I have the anointing of Almighty God on the inside of me. And you know what? I'm, I'm learning how to release this anointing. Because when I release this anointing, it gets in the room that I'm in and it, it changes things. And it's through God's ability. It's through that, that word power literally means, I wrote it, that it's power, it's ability, it's an ability to perform or it's power through God's ability. And it's for the brokenhearted, those who are captive, those that are oppressed, the blind, those that are sick, those that are lame. That's who it's for. It's not so that I can bask in it and brag that I prayed for three people. It's about changing someone's eternal destination. But see, yeah, that that was uh, that was Peter, that was Jesus. So yeah, we can understand how he could be full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus tells the disciples when he comes back, "Hey, y'all want you to go, and I want you to wait for the promise that I would baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire." And five hundred people, one hundred twenty went. And stayed and waited. And then it was poured out. And Acts chapter 2 says that tongues of fire sat on each one. And they all began to speak in tongues in an unknown language. Well, that moment changed these, this, you know, these people in this upper room. They say, those people are drunk up there. Oh, no, we're not drunk. And then Peter, because he was filled, Acts chapter 4, verse 8, he was filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, said to them, 
And he, and he preached. So Peter now, having been filled with the Holy Spirit, was filled full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if you lived your life full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 7, verse 54. Now upon hearing these things, they, they, the Jews, were cut to the heart and infuriated, and they ground their teeth against Stephen. (laughs) Verse 55. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, and controlled by them, by him, gazed into heaven and saw the glory, the splendor, and majesty of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. So Peter was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Stephen was full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Acts 13, verse 9. But Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine getting to a place where this fire burns so bright on the inside of you that it's so big on the inside of you that there's nothing, that there is nothing else that stands in the way between you and God, that there's nothing, that, that, that he has come and consumed everything that you are. And everything that you are is in him because he's consumed, he's, a, he's an all-consuming fire. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. That means that that verse is saying that we are to continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's not a one-time experience where someone lays hands on you and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire and you get your heavenly language and pray in tongues no, it is a it is something that we are continuously to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was saying, let me Maestro help me close this out. So Jesus was saying, I can do nothing of myself. So I'm only going to do what the Father tells me. So what that is, is put up Romans chapter 8, verse 5 in the message. What that is, is a life that is laid down for someone else. It is a surrendered life. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 in the message translation. 
Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with selfies. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open into a spacious free life. Next verse. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is, what he's doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. But what does please God? Faith. It's a faith in God that when he tells me to do something, I trust him and I do. I can only, Eric only does what the father says. I would love to get to that place. I am not there yet. I am still working on selfie. And so when I find myself saying, yeah, I don't want to do that. Boy, that's the time where I know I need to do it. Because at the other end of me doing it is someone that is getting set free, healed, delivered. Because why? Because I'm a carrier of this, of this power, this anointing. Almighty God's on the inside of me. It's not just for me, it's for, it's for everybody I come in contact with. As we're standing, Susan, I, you were one of the ones I saw. As, as we're all standing, I want you to come up. I want to I lay my hands on you first. As we're all standing. And I know that the Lord's working in your heart, big time. And so what this is, is the anointing, the fire of God that will stoke what he's already doing on the inside of you and cause it to be bigger. Now you have to, you have to say, you know, submissive, you know what I mean? But it's going to be so big burning on the inside of you. Stretch your hands to her. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I fan this flame, this fire in Jesus' name. Lord, I touch these hands in Jesus' name. Miss Becky, 
Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down beneath in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Be restored in Jesus' name. Be restored in Jesus' name. just turned. It's a new chapter. Father, let him burn bright. Lord, let him not care about the criticism of man. fan the flame in him in Jesus' name. Amen, Jesus. Satan, you have no place in this mind in Jesus' name. break your assignment on him in the name of Jesus. Let's all pray in the Holy Spirit right now. Isn't it good what God's doing? There's others that you need to touch tonight. There's others that need that need this this touch tonight. In Jesus' name. The callings come forth in the name of Jesus. Purpose, your destiny come forth in Jesus' name. you get, was Ryan here? Is he here? Yeah, somebody get Ryan.
Let's just stay here, right, right here in this. Lord, let, let us burn brighter for you. God's never in a hurry. I just, I just went to doc, with Dr. Savelle to a church that they had four-hour services. A lot of uh, people wouldn't want to do that. But God will move on people that are hungry for him. And he'll, he'll change things. He'll change your home. You need your home to change. You need to get a fresh touch of the anointing of God and take into your home. Father, for this couple. Lord, you brought them here. They were obedient to come. And Father, I just pray a fresh touch on them of your anointing. Fresh vision. Fresh calling. Lord, even a, a a renewed fervency for each other. And I thank you, Lord, that they'll take this peace home with them in the name of Jesus. And may there be laughter and joy in this house. In Jesus' name. If you want a fresh touch of the anointing of God, just come up here real quick. We're not, nobody's in a hurry. If you got to leave, you can leave. Doesn't matter what for. God knows what what's going on.
fire of the Holy Ghost. May, their, may this anointing flow through them, on their kids, in their homes, their kids. Lord, may this be a generational anointing. zeal that just never goes out. (laughs) World changing zeal that flows out of homes and into the streets of the neighborhood. And even gets on the the full stature, the full stature. touch my heart like you do. 
Any prayer before we dismiss? Now is your opportunity. Patricia. Let's pray for Patricia. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Patricia. Father, I pray you visit her tonight. We lose angels to minister to her and give her peace. And we thank you for her. Lord, we thank you that you know what is in Deborah's heart about this. Father, I thank you that you answer her prayer. And may this finger... We speak life into it right now. In Jesus' name. And the healing power of God flow into this finger in the name of Jesus. And thank you for it. Command that anointing oil to go into that joint. In Jesus' name. you guys.